This episode is brought to you by Good Buds Co. Good Buds is a Southeast Minnesota leading cannabis brand that is actively inspiring people to grow their belief in the benefits of the plant while creating a vision for better health, economic change, and community awareness. Their scientifically proven products have gotten raving reviews and are an absolute top choice to boost your overall wellness with a natural solution. And as a social business, Good Buds prides itself in being a give-first company. After all, we could use a good bud. Find them at www.goodbudsmn.com and for a 10% discount on your next purchase, enter in TRUE-U, all lowercase, and enter that in the coupon code space upon checkout. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook by searching GoodBudsMN. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Ethan coming at you live from the True UHQ. This is the 31st episode of the True You podcast. True You is an outlet for people to discover their inner greatness and what it takes to become the best version of themselves. It's a real-life conversations with amazing people and the only intention being to add value to our listeners. On today's episode, we have Mr. Mehdi Adur on with us. Mehdi is originally from Morocco and moved to the United States at the age of nine, currently living in Boston. Uh, And when he moved, he uh, battled anxiety, trauma, and depression for his entire life and began getting coaching around that and was able to overcome uh, that using meditation as well as energy work. Uh, Today, he is actually a subconscious coach. Uh, and encourages people to find their unique gift in the world and not to just follow the masses. His vision as a coach is to wake people up to their infinite potential. I love that, brother. How are you, Mr. Mady? I'm doing well, brother. Uh, that was a really good intro. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I just got a haircut, feeling awesome. And yeah, I look forward to <laughs> sharing this information with people, talk a little bit about my journey, what I went through, and how it could potentially help the people listening in their life to live their best life. Well, I absolutely love it, man. It's uh, feeling fresh with the new haircut, huh? <laughs> absolutely. It took a little absolutely. too long. It was like a, an hour and a half long haircut. Oh, we're yeah. really, uh, <laughs> we're really getting it dialed in then, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> good stuff. Has, well, it's uh, good for the audio podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope that's not the only reason I didn't give you the full, uh, the, full strip prior that there may have been video uh or may not have been video but yeah you're gonna listen you're, you're gonna sound really good with that new haircut so <laughs> um thank you for hopping on brother it's interesting actually how we cross paths through instagram um i loved uh, your page and uh, connected with you right away based off of that and you you've got a lot of great content on there uh about your coaching um which which i uh, found joy in and uh, prior to us hopping on here, we were talking a bit about just that work and the subconscious mind. And I'm just curious, you know, what your journey has been like, what's led you to being a coach and and what in that space uh, excites you the most? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you mentioned, um, I was born and raised in the country of Morocco. Uh, I moved to the United States when I was nine years old. And growing up in Morocco, uh, I went through a lot of you could say negativity. Uh, the environment was a little bit sketchy. Um, we were in like kind of a ghetto neighborhood. Uh, There's a lot of negativity around us. It was kind of dangerous to walk through the streets. 
So when you grow up in that environment, you kind of soak up a lot of that negativity. And when I moved to the US, I still kind of carried that with me. And even after I moved um, here, like I lived with my parents and they were like very, I love my parents now, but they back then they were very controlling, uh, very strict. Uh, didn't let us like go out, hang out with people, anything like that. So just through all those years, you could say it built up a lot of uh, inner resistance. Uh, I was very introverted, very shy, felt very trapped in my own mind. Uh, people kind of talk, they call it like being stuck in your head. Like I was constantly stuck in my head, constantly in negativity. And this is also why I teach a little bit about trauma release through meditation right now, because when you go through that for years, you tend to develop light level trauma. Uh, you tend to develop um, like this um, autopilot response to negativity in a way. And through years of doing that, I fell upon uh, self-development about, I think at the age of like 19, I was in college freshman year, um, finally got that little bit of freedom from my parents, moved to college, started trying all these drugs, adventurous. And um, yeah, so I, I fell onto self-development channels on YouTube. I started learning about dating advice, like social skills, developing more confidence, the fact that you can actually improve and let go of a lot of that negativity and trauma and et cetera. And ever since then, man, I was just locked in. I was like, sweet, there's a chance for me. Like I could actually let this go, be my best self. I can be a lot more charismatic, a lot more confident. I don't have to be so stifled. What I found is there are a lot of guys in our society modern society feel that way. They feel very stifled, very stuck in their heads, very introverted. And many guys feel that there is no hope, like there is no way out. So for me, the more I grew out of that and let that go using things like meditation, energy work, release work, uh, even going out and kind of forcing myself to put myself into different situations where I would challenge myself. So I started growing through that and I saw a lot of results from that. I started feeling better, feeling more free, more empowered. And about a year ago when the lockdown happened, I was already really deep into this work. Self-development kind of shifted into spirituality. And I was like, hey, why not start coaching this? Why not start helping people with this? And I started doing that about March of last year, literally as lockdown happened. And it's been a year now, and I've really grown since the last year. I've worked with a lot of clients since then, helped a lot of guys, also girls, but mostly guys in letting go of inner resistance, letting go of trauma, letting go of their fear and changing their self-image, changing that image that we have in our subconscious of I'm this type of person. And we often feel very limited by our self-image, by our image of ourselves. So what I do is I help people change that image. First, become aware of what that image is that you're living up to, that a lot of people feel trapped by, and then giving people the tools to let go of what keeps that helping you then developing a new empowering more free abundance-based self-image essentially hmm that's a beautiful story um and I, i've been scribbling down some notes following along with you here and i uh, took a couple of things away and i i i'm interested about like trauma release and your story behind that and like how how meditation and um so there was one other one that you said energy work, how that really did uh, uh, help you out of that experience. Yeah. Oh, uh, so you'd like me to go a little bit about trauma release and how that works? 
Uh, yeah, well, that, that was one thing I took away. If you're open to talking about that, just how meditation and energy work has served you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that trauma is the way most people think about trauma is not um, all trauma. So like people, when they hear trauma, they think of like really horrible things like going to war, getting uh, part of your body blown off or something like that. Really horrific stuff. But trauma could also be just like years of negative conditioning. Let's say you grew up in a family where they're very strict, very controlling. Uh, they're very negative. They complain a lot. It's very what's called in the spiritual community, low vibration. So when you're around that energy a lot, you tend to adopt it and literally like soak it up into your energy field or in your body and it creates resistance. So trauma is essentially this autopilot response that you develop to um, an aspect of yourself or a part of yourself or an emotion that's also a part of you. Let's say you feel an emotion and you're conditioned to believe that this emotion is bad. You shouldn't feel this emotion. And then you suppress this emotion. So all trauma is, it's a suppression of what you're feeling or a suppression of a part of yourself that over the years becomes autopilot. It just becomes kind of like unconscious. It just kicks in without you feeling like you can control it in a way. So the way to really let that go, and for some people it can be harder and it'll take a longer time. And for some others, if it's lighter level trauma, it might be released within a few weeks or months. So essentially, it's really all about feeling into what the trauma is and letting go of the resistance around it. So if you have an unconscious belief in your subconscious that you can't feel a certain emotion or you can't embody an aspect of yourself, let's say for a lot of guys, the aspect of them that's loud and charismatic and expressive, a lot of guys suppress that because let's say you're growing up in a family, you're being loud and your parents are like, hey sit down and shut the F up, right? So when you go through that, you suppress a part of yourself. You're like, oh, this part of me is not okay. I can't express this. Then it just becomes unconscious. It becomes autopilot. So the way to let that go is to dive into that feeling, dive into that trigger itself, feel the emotions, and then change your relationship with that response from resistance, from suppression to embracing it to acceptance, to self-love. So the more resistance you let go of in whatever the trauma is, whatever the emotion that you're suppressing is, and you start to even love that emotion, you start to have a healthy relationship with that emotion. The more you do that, the more you'll release that trauma slowly and progressively until eventually you're fully healed from it. Mm, that's powerful. It's, it's almost like a new form of suppression that you're putting in your, your consciously now applying you're you're bringing awareness to it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, uh, I'd like to add, there's this book called waking the tiger and it's all about trauma. And in the animal kingdom, they talk about how uh, animals literally they go through trauma. Let's say they're being hunted, like you're a gazelle and you're being hunted by like a tiger or something. Um, if you are about to get like mauled by a tiger, the gazelle will literally like develop this like freeze response and then it'll like fall as like this last case survival scenario, like pretending to be dead, essentially like playing possum. Yeah, but it freezes. And if somehow, let's say the deer escapes and survives that, it'll like shake it out. It'll, ha it'll like do the shaking thing where like it'll shake the trauma out. That way it can function again normally. But us as humans, we don't have that mechanism. You'll also see it in birds. You'll also see it in all kinds of animals. But 
humans don't necessarily have that mechanism. We tend to store the trauma in our body and we don't shake it out. It just stays suppressed because, well, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how that happens, but the way our brain works is we, we don't have that like reptilian part of our brain that just kind of like shakes it out. We, we, we're in control mode a lot of the time. So because we don't shake it out, we have to do this work. We have to learn release work. We have to learn energy work to learn how to release that resistance proactively. Yeah, that's our form of shaking it out. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm just, you're, you're breaking my brain here, Mehdi. Um, <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah, and, and practicing this like with intention and, and it's like we, we talk about like surrendering and letting go quite a bit on the podcast and like, um, you know, being routine about that, I feel like is very valuable too. like checking in on yourself consistently, not just letting it go, like, like at maybe bringing awareness around this, uh, on a, on a consistent basis. Is there like an approach that you have to like, a, do you have like a, I'm doing this type of work this frequently, or I find value in this particular work more so than this work in these spaces. Is there anything like that, that you have at least for yourself? Uh, well, yeah. So the main tool set that we use is a form of meditation, at least to get started. It's a mindfulness meditation. So you learn to tap into your emotions on a daily basis, tap into your body, get like a lot of people are very stuck in their head, all their energies being drained in their head. They're thinking a lot, they're judging a lot. And that's very draining for your energy. If you're constantly thinking, overthinking, stressing, you're draining your energy. So the first thing we do is we bring that energy down from our head to our body. So that's mindfulness meditation. You bring the energy down, you ground it in your body, you connect to these sensations in your body, you connect to these subtleties that you normally wouldn't tune into because you're busy thinking, getting to work, drinking the coffee, drinking the alcohol, constantly in reaction to social media, the phone, the TV, the people, whatever. And we very rarely get in touch with our body and feel those subtleties. So mindfulness meditation is all about that. And the more you get in tune with what you're feeling in your body, the more you get aware, you develop a sensitivity to resistance and you discover where am I carrying resistance in my body? Am I carrying it in my gut? Am I carrying it in my chest, in my neck, in my facial muscles? We carry resistance all around our body that we're just not trained to tune into because to be quite honest, it's not pleasant. It's not necessarily pleasant to tune into the resistance in your body because when, as soon as you tune into it, now you have to experience what's there. You have to experience the emotion that you're resisting. And like the animals, you got to have to like shake it out a little bit and breathe through it and let it go. So mindfulness meditation is really the main like first uh, tool that I give to my clients. Uh, we just get really comfortable for like a month to just feeling that subtlety in your body, the, the resistance, the emotions that you're not used to. And seeing like what relationship do you have with your body? What relationship do you have with your emotions? A lot of people are not comfortable feeling certain emotions. They, they want to feel, let's say, happy all the time. But then they, they resist feeling sad or they resist feeling angry or they resist feeling depressed. When in reality, I mean, think about it like life is highs and lows. Life is positivity and negativity. And you got to kind of learn to embrace the whole range. You got to learn to embrace the negative emotions. Because in reality, these negative emotions are there for a reason. They're giving you feedback. They're giving you data. They're showing you things. They're teaching you about yourselves. But you're not comfortable feeling those emotions. It's like you're resisting a part of yourself. And that's where the ego kicks in. It's like that very strong ego, resistance and attachment. 
So that's really what we start off with, just feeling the full extent of yourself, essentially knowing yourself on a subconscious level, and then beginning to let go of the resistance to that. Mm. This is all great. Um, you know, just sitting here soaking this up. And like I'm looking at your bio as you're speaking and, and um, you know, it gets me wondering about like the infinite potential piece that you uh, touched on your bio. and now this can lead people towards their, you know, their authentic self and what their potential really is as getting through this phase, I feel. And uh, that mindfulness meditation you're speaking of getting grounded, getting awareness around everything, your subconscious, that's when you can really open up and get that guidance that the universe will guide you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely, this journey for me and for people that I work with is all about tapping into your full potential. Um, I kind of operate in the self-development community, but also in the spiritual community. And something you'll hear in spirituality a lot is the law of attraction. It's like manifest your dreams, attract money, attract the Lamborghini and all this stuff. So what I found is that many people who try the law of attraction, they're hitting it from a very surface level. So they're not doing the deep work that you and I just talked about. They're kind of not diving into their subconscious. They're not addressing their emotions and stuff like that. And then they're trying to attract money and abundance on a surface level. So the way the law of attraction works is that, and first of all, have you heard about the law of attraction before? I'm assuming you have. Of course. Yeah. The secret is the, yeah. People hop on that video and start with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Is there other, is there other story before you elaborate, which I'm sure you're going to bring out some brilliance besides the secret. Is there another, like, I mean, thinking grow rich is one that I think of too. When I think of the the law of attraction, is there other starting points for people before you dive in that they could hop in on? The secret is good. Although it's like we said, operates on the surface. Uh, Think and grow rich is really good. Um, The power of now by Eckhart Tolle is really good as well. Um, His book, uh, Power Versus Force, is also very good by David Hawkins. Um, One more or two more, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by um, Stephen Hawkins. Really good book. Stephen Covey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's that's what it was. And the final one is Psycho-Cybernetics by, I think, Maxwell Maltz. And Psycho-Cybernetics is all about your self-image, which I love talking about and very much relates to the subconscious mind. All right. There's some tools for you, true you listeners, to uh, embrace the law of attraction. Now, now the floor is yours, brother. Elaborate, please. Thank you. Um, so what I was saying is people address the law of attraction on a surface level, but they don't understand that the law of attraction operates on their energy, their full energy, their full vibration, you could say. And the energy that you're embodying is not just your conscious energy. It's not just what you're thinking right now, but it's also what's in your subconscious. It's also the beliefs that you're programmed with. It's also the autopilot patterns and behaviors and autopilot emotional addictions that you have. So the law of attraction is working on all levels, working on your conscious mind, but also on your subconscious mind. So let's say you're suppressing a lot of trauma or negativity in your subconscious or you're suppressing different emotions. If you're just using the law of attraction on the surface on the conscious level of your mind, then you're not realizing that you're also attracting what's in your subconscious. So I guess I made it my job or my mission to help people understand that they got to address the subconscious. They have to dive into their subconscious mind, 
their trauma, their relationship with their emotions, their self-image. So let's say your self-image is that of someone who, let's say you grew up in a very poor family, um, middle class or lower middle class or whatever, and you're programmed to think that money is bad, you can't make money, money's for greedy people or whatever. And then you go and try to start a business, try to help people and, you know, grow your business, make money, help more people. You're going to hit a ceiling. You're not going to be able to attract, let's say, like 10K a month or 100K a year or something like that, because you don't believe that's you. You have a self-image of someone who's poor. You have a self-image of someone who doesn't deserve money. Or you could say the same thing for health. You have a self-image of someone who doesn't deserve to be healthy. You could have a self-image of someone who doesn't deserve to be in a healthy relationship. You might have a self-image of someone who doesn't deserve to um, just feel good in general and be good socially, like interact with people and give value in that way. So this could really range on all levels. And you've got it's up to you really to dive into what is your self-image? Who do you believe you are on a subconscious level? How did you ac accumulate that? How did you condition yourself through your life? through the people you were around, et cetera, et cetera. So that's really where I come in. I help people understand what is their self-image? How did it get programmed? How can you start releasing the resistance to those emotions? How do you start letting go of a negative self-image and then adopt a positive one? Yeah. I love that. And how can people that aren't um, in your space with your um, – guidance tap into that self-image is there questions and curiosity that they can um run with like for any any of our listeners like hey this would be a good point to start on your own um yeah i mean a great start could be to just becoming more aware using things like mindfulness meditation to get in touch with your energy on a day-to-day -day basis getting in touch with your emotions on a day-to-day -day basis and this is really like it's, it sounds really uh, fancy and cool, and it sounds like, like this little magic pill almost, but it really is a long-term process. Um, yeah. It's a long-term process of auditing your patterns. On a day-to-day -day basis, what do you focus on most? On a day-to-day -day basis, what do you feel most? On a day-to-day -day basis, how do you feel about yourself? What do you project out into reality? On a day-to-day -day basis, what do you feel you deserve out of the day or out of your job or out of your relationships? Auditing these things can be a little bit uh, triggering, you could say, because it's not necessarily present. You have to kind of face your bullshit, as I like to call it. Yeah. But if you do that, if you have the courage to dive in and feel those unpleasantness and dive into it and develop self-love and self-acceptance and just be brutally honest with yourself about what is my self-image and do I truly want to change it? Am I willing to let it go? Am I willing to embrace the unknown and let go of what I currently know, the familiar, the known, and jump into the unknown and start right. generating a new self-image that will lead me to the life that I want to live, the emotions right. I want to experience, the people I want to surround myself with, the vibe I want to embody in my body. Yep. And inviting them to a space there that can be um, fun and invigorating with like, what is possible? What, what can this life really be like? Um, you know, and, and that's what I love about the coaching space. And I'm sure that's what you, you know, are offering people to is just an experience like that to open new doors. Um, and I love how you talked about, you, you briefly touched on patterns there. 
But I feel like that, um, you know, oftentimes uh, patterns, you know, if we pay attention to that, that can stir up a lot of what is uh, going on that is subconscious that we can bring light on, you know, is what are what are some patterns that I'm catching myself doing? Like if you ask yourself those questions like day to day, you know, am I am I thinking a certain way? Am I responding a certain way? Am I acting a certain way in certain environments and doing certain things like paying attention to that? I feel like is helpful, too. Absolutely. Definitely. Just being present with yourself more and more. Um, what you find is the more you do that, the more you develop presence, at least from my experience and from people I work with, is you you start to see that essentially you're kind of run by certain patterns. And we all are to different extents. We are run by certain patterns of emotion. We are run by certain patterns of behavior, certain patterns of thought. And because we're not trained to be present with ourselves in these moments of let's say getting triggered or these moments of feeling something unpleasant or these moments of being distracted or unmotivated we're not trained to be present with it most people they feel a type of way and then they instantly go drink the coffee drink the booze turn on netflix turn on porn or whatever it may be that will distract them from how they're feeling so when you learn to be present with the highs and the lows you start seeing these patterns more and more. And the more clarity you have with these patterns are and you embrace it and you make the decision to change, now you can actually transform. Now you can actually let it go. Mm, that's powerful. And, and um, it, it reminds me of like getting clear on like, like we have this exercise in our space that we use, um, which is limiting beliefs versus freeing beliefs, which it's really just taking what you just explained and understanding yourself and, and really like literally writing it down. This is a limiting belief. This is a space that I notice a pattern in. Um, and then, you know, on the opposite side versus this is what could be a freeing belief. This is what could serve me you know, what could be a new vision or a new way of being that could, that could be um, healthy and uh, can lead me to being who I potentially can be. So like, I think limiting beliefs versus freeing beliefs and just really, I think that everything that you're expressing is so freaking amazing. So thank you. But then getting it all out and like being really bringing awareness to it, putting it down, writing it down. Absolutely. Yeah. Measuring. They say what gets measured gets, um, what's the word? What gets measured gets achieved or something like that. It gets accomplished. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have to literally do a, a deep audit, which most people are not willing to do, but when you do it, it's very, very rewarding. And I love how you touched up on like the infinite potential of people and, uh, freeing beliefs versus limiting beliefs. So usually the way I do it in my coaching is the first month, we just get very in tune with our subconscious conditioning. We get very comfortable with feeling our emotions. We get very in touch with that. So mindfulness meditation. But then when we get into, let's say like month two of working together, month three, we start uh, doing visualization practices. We start creating a clear, vivid vision for the future. We start planning out who are you gonna be in six months? How are you gonna feel in six months? Where are you going to be? Who, who are the people that are going to be around you? What are you going to accomplish? Every little detail. So visualization is very powerful for reprogramming your subconscious. So what we've been talking about up till this point is letting go of limiting subconscious beliefs and limiting self-images. But from there, when you free up some space, because literally when you have a limiting belief that kind of runs your focus, 
it kind of uh, fills what, what we call mental RAM. So it like takes up space essentially. And you can't focus on creating a new vision, a new you, a new self-image because you're just focused on the old self-image. So when you start letting go of the old self-image, now you have freed up space. Now you have some hope. Now you have some motivation. You're more present with yourself. You're more attuned. You're more conscious. And now you can create a new self-image. You can create a new reality. So that's where we use things like visualization. Um, if you visualize something on a daily basis and feel a strong emotion along with it, you will start creating that in your subconscious. You will literally, in your brain, you'll start creating new neural pathways of who you are becoming, essentially. So visualization is very powerful practice, and we do use that going into like the second month of my coaching. I absolutely love it. And then that's, that's where the ride gets fun. You know, the, the beginning, like you said, there's not a lot of people that, that there's not a lot of people that enter into that vulnerable, uncomfortable audit. But when you enter into that, this is what's on the other side. The grass gets a lot greener folks, you know, and it just, and then once you're in that space, after you have that freed up and you're in these visualizations then you can get strategic and, uh, and then you can really begin putting the wheels in motion and, um, (laughs) And then that's where your potential comes in that you're talking about in your bio and then strap your seatbelt, right? You're, you're in for an exciting ride. Then you're creating, you're literally like, this is like what I would consider this podcast is the creation of the new you. Like that's literally what this is. It's taking what you have, what is, and then reconfiguring that to where it's going to be something that serves you or a new you that serves you. That's in alignment with, with what you're meant to do and your potential. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I truly like the the whole law of attraction. I truly believe in it. Whatever energy you embody, you will attract. Whatever you believe about yourself, you will experience. Uh, This is called the self-fulfilling prophecy. So let's say you truly love yourself. You have self-love for yourself. Chances are other people will love you as well. If you love your business, if you love the work you do, chances are people will want to work with you. If you like love yourself almost like in a narcissistic way, like I love myself, I love the way I talk, I love the way I look, like if that's how you feel about yourself, people are going to feel that way about you. So I always talk about how reality literally is a mirror of us. It's a mirror of our energy. It's a mirror of how we feel about ourselves. So when we get through that first month of letting go and getting in touch with your emotions, now the fun, like you said, the fun stuff begins. Now you can start generating the reality that you do want. Now you can really tap into the law of attraction and start planning out, like literally planning out your future, like <laughs> like how it's going to feel, the things you want to do. And you could like set up a vision board, which we do uh, of yeah. all these pictures of where you want to go. You can do affirmations that you repeat every day powerfully and feel them in your body as far as your emotions And it literally starts to create a new version of yourself to the point that if you do this, let's say for a year, you literally won't recognize yourself um, like a year later. Yep. Now I'm smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm smiling. We got through the, we, we shook it off. Now we're, now we're here. Um, As we're about to land this plane, I know that we're both on a little bit of a crunch here. Uh, Tell us where people can find you and uh, and your services. Absolutely. Um, The best place you can find me is on Instagram. It's at real life vibes. So it's at real underscore life underscore vibes with a Z. 
love that real life vibes yeah and um, i put out i put out content on there all the time about um like how to control your energy how to let go of a draining energy patterns we also love to talk about um confidence authenticity being a conscious leader um using the law of attraction letting go of trauma and like attracting your high vibe tribe and also like making money even like generating that abundance not just in your energy but also in the material in your life in the way you feel because when you feel that way there is it will be reflected in your reality there is no way around it when you feel abundant you will start to manifest money you will start to manifest abundance in all the material ways that you know that are possible you can have it all you literally can have it all (laughs) you can you really can there are no limits that's honestly that's how even growing up and feeling very limited and introverted and shy and all this stuff what kind of always pushed me through and kind of led me to doing this was that i call it i call it the spark literally there's a spark within us all there's a spark of who you could potentially be there's a spark of pure potential there's a spark of awesomeness and you get to define what that awesomeness is and it's there for us to tap into and unfortunately in our society most people are conditioned to not tap into it we're conditioned mm-hmm. to stay limited we're conditioned mm-hmm. to kind of just follow what's the term it's like uh keeping up with the joneses or something like that um yeah so like we try to fit into this box when in reality you have your unique gift you have your unique uh expression of yourself that you can really tap into so yeah everything is everything is a gift everything is a gift and and there's unlimited potential for us all we just need to tap into it and believe that we can um the mirror concept can you say that one more time because that one really that one hit me and i hope it hits our audience yeah the the idea that reality is a reflection of you that reality will mirror back to you whatever it is you're feeling, essentially, whatever it is you believe about yourself. Because our beliefs create our, they lead to our emotions. If you believe something, it will, it will translate into a feeling that you feel. So when you feel something, some, a lot of the times we feel, let's say happy, and then things go well for us in the external. And then we're like, oh, I must be having a lucky day. When in reality, when you're happy, all you can perceive of is happiness in your environment. When you're sad, all you can tune into, we have something called RAS, our reticular activation system. When you're feeling sadness in your body, your focus, your RAS cannot help but focus on things that will fuel the sadness. If you're feeling happy, your RAS cannot help to f- but focus on things that will fuel the happiness. Things that fuel the happiness, people that fuel the happiness, opportunities, you'll start picking up on those. So literally, reality reflects us back to us all the time. So choose wisely, people. <laughs> yeah, so and I would, say, I would say don't get too distracted with the external. Don't get too distracted with what's happening out there. And come from source, as they say in spiritual communities. Look at the source of you. Like, where are you coming from? Like, where are you emanating your energy? Are they coming from scarcity beliefs or are they coming from abundance beliefs? limiting beliefs or freeing beliefs. So look at you and then how are you creating reality versus things out there happening to me, which just perpetuates a victim mentality. Absolutely. And you, you, you really express it in powerful ways. Uh, 
Betty. So I, I appreciate you and, and your, I appreciate your voice and I appreciate what you're doing for, for your clients in the world and the content you're putting out. It's, it's beautiful. And this, this law of attraction worked in our favor for this too. So go figure. Isn't that Very interesting much. how that works out for having me on. Yeah. And uh, is there, I always ask folks at the end of the podcast, if there's a message that you'd like to leave the true you audience with. So is there anything taken away? I know we, we covered a lot, but um, anything to um, just leave them with here on our way out. If there's anything I would leave you with, I would say, don't, don't limit yourself and follow your excitement. Don't limit yourself and follow your excitement. Beautiful, simple, straight to the point and powerful. I love it. All right, Mitty, I appreciate you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your, what is it, Thursday? Forget what day it is. When you're in flow state, you forget that stuff. But um, yeah, so enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy that fresh new haircut. I hope it sounds good to everybody. <laughs> and uh, thank you, so thank you for hopping on. Well. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, brother. All right, peace.